You're such an asshole. So I'm going to go old school. Why don't you guys look up Amy Beal, B-I-E-H-L. Look what her parents did. And that's what we're talking about here. The sickness has been with us for quite some time. But there are two two events. It's it's not a trend. You know, you need statistical data. But uh, an anecdotal trend where uh, you had uh, a lefty, a rank lefty, die by his or her own creation. Uh, and in the case I'm talking about, the one that everyone's heard about is this Ryan Carson fellow who was with New York Public Interest Group. That is an old school organization by Ralph Nader. I don't even know if he's alive. And if you didn't check the box to say, do not charge me on my tuition every quarter, I do not want to donate. They would automatically pay every a fee <clears throat> to PIRG, P-I-R-G, Public Interest Research Group. And it was MPERG, Minnesota, and New York PERG. It was in every state. And uh, I don't know if you know who Ralph Nader is. For you with positive opinion, he was a thief and he's a scumbag. That's all he was. Uh, and so I didn't even know the PERGs were still around. So Ryan Carson, there's nothing, I, I'm, I'm being serious about, there is nothing to say about him. And what I mean by that is he is your standard punchline he's the butt end of a joke he's an npc he was a robot he was just a soy boy zoomer millennial gotta help the world and he's non-profit i don't even need to go into the details of the politics or anything like that he was just another another i'm sure be be honest another irrelevant human being Another leftist Democrat who is not going to help any of the purported people they are trying to help or any of the causes. He was just another work avoidant. I'm sure he wasn't an engineer. Someone go look at it. I could be wrong. He was just another kid probably from the suburbs. Didn't want to work. Was going to be Jessica or Jason Christ. And, uh, he, and he went to a wedding in New York City or somewhere about. <clears throat> he lived in New York City anyway. Uh, he was at a bus stop at 4 a.m. and he just got stabbed and shanked by a criminal in New York. You voted for it. Don't know how many times we could point that out. Oh, the, the businesses are closing down. You voted for it and you acted on it. All right, that's more like you acted. Your community kept stealing from these businesses and they shut down. You made it in San Francisco. You you not only did you make it legal. To, for people to steal up to $900 worth of stuff. <clears throat> the the citizens of San Francisco voted those people in. And, oh, things are locked behind the Walgreens. You voted for it. Why is housing so expensive? You voted for it. Remember all the money printer go burn, stimmy checks and the Obama spending binge and the Trump stimmy? You, you voted for it. So, um, here we have another one. You don't know about this. And I had to copy and paste it <clears throat> because uh, it's it was, what is it, NBC or ABC? Pava LaPere, L-A-P-E-R-E. -E. She's in Baltimore where there are no Republicans. Now, this is, I want you to listen to all, I'm going to read through this, and I want you to listen, and my regular audience will know, but this is a, a, a genuinely non-person. 
this person does not exist. And what I mean by that is she has never done anything of value. Um, they're going to paint her as a CEO, but the, the limp dick who wrote this, uh, David Ingram is, is painting her a certain way, but just, just listen to this. This person didn't matter. This person didn't achieve it, but they had opinions. <clears throat> Pavel Lepere was remembered by friends and colleagues Wednesday as part of a glue holding together Baltimore's small tech scene. The 26-year-old CEO of a software startup, Ecomap Technologies, wasn't from Baltimore, but she moved there for college and quickly fell in love with the city. Lepere's body was found Monday at her apartment building with apparent signs of blunt force trauma. Members of the city's tech community said LaPere was a fixture of conferences, happy hours, and other meetups from Baltimore tech workers and founders. So not a worker. I worked for someone like this back in the dot-com days. This person just, there's so many of these posers who don't want to run a business. They just want funding and play make-believe CEO. That's exactly what happened here. You are not a businessman or a businesswoman if your company doesn't make a profit. You are a parasite. <clears throat> Uh, this year she had been recognized by Forbes magazines on his 30 under 30 list. Wasn't that Bankman or Finkman guy? And someone did a study, all these 40 under 40, 30 under 30, like it's a shockingly good predictor of people who end up going to jail. And no one in those lists ever make real money. Like that's, that's the, that's the worst part. You don't want to be on those lists. Uh, but people who knew LaPere said she had big ambitions beyond her startup. She wanted to disrupt the tech industry's reigning power structure of white men and make way for more women and other people of disadvantaged groups. Fuck you. You're, you're discriminatory. You are a bigot. It should be who is the best. I mean, if she wanted to run a business, go ahead. You go, go run your business. I hope you make lots of money. But she, you're going to find out her company never made money. And here she is already. She, she's Jessica Christ from the suburbs. She's going to save the world as long as it doesn't take math or work. She was determined to shake up the industry and the good old boys network said equally worthless person, Delilah Drizrasa, CEO of Fearless, another Baltimore-based tech startup that also doesn't probably make money. Drizrasa said, that he oh it's a that's a guy delilah <clears throat> Duraza said he spoke with lapera on the subject as recently as last week at a phone conversation i remember getting off the call and thinking they better watch out he said it was nice to hear that energy and voice <laughs> i got news for you if you're two ceos of real companies you're not talking about politics you're like hey we gotta make money Baltimore police said LaPere was found dead Monday morning and are searching for a repeat violent offender, Jason Billingsley, as a suspect in the case. He's his own article you could find out. They found out things about him, track record, was recently um, being searched for a suspect in a Raisin case. Uh, Billingsley's mother said Wednesday she has urged her son to by text to turn himself in. Uh, so he has been arrested and charged since. There is a Photoshop picture of her that is not what she looks like. She is overweight. Pava LaPere, oh, via Instagram. Uh, <clears throat> LaPere was a native to Tucson, Arizona, went to John Hopkins University for college. According to an interview posted at the university website, she studied computer science for three years before switching her major to sociology because she said math was hard and I really didn't want to work that much. I'm sorry. She wanted to use entrepreneurship to solve inequalities in society. 
That is not how you, you, you use entrepreneurship to make money and employ people. You produce pr good services and products that benefit everyone at a good price. And that is how you help out everyone. If you want to solve inequalities in society, start voting Libertarian or Republican because the Democrats sure the hell don't know what they're doing. And let's just be honest here. That was just because she didn't want to work. Math was boring. While in school, she led an organization to foster entrepreneurship. I, I find that rich because you didn't make money. And organized a conference for student entrepreneurs from across Maryland. What, did she ever work security and pay her way? I'm just wondering. Mac Conwell, a venture capitalist, said he met LaPere at that conference while she was attending college and was blown away by her optimism and charisma. You should hear the Nothing is being said in this article. Nothing. She was the most exciting and ambitious and bubbly person to the point where I asked myself, is she for real? He said, <clears throat> did you? No, she's not because there's no profit in this firm. As a senior at Hopkins, she founded a startup, which less than five years later has about 30 employees and a client list that includes Meta and other owner of Facebook, according to Forbes, Ecomax products include chatbots and other resources for small businesses, trade association, university, has raised 7.4 million from investors, including a funding round last month. Okay. If you need funding, you aren't making money. So this company has been employed for five years, 7.4 million lost. Wasted, uh, and now it needs more funding. This is a hobby. And 7.4 million could have gone to someone else or some other group of people. Sherrod Davis, Ecomap's chief operating officer, said it was important to LaPere that the startup address inequality in society. She built this company that was focused on making information accessible to people who historically didn't have access to the information, he said, because we have been keeping minorities and women away from the internet. They don't even, shh, don't tell them. Friends said that LaPere was well aware of the small number of U.S. tech companies started by women and how little the venture capitalist investments got the investment money they get as they're a small percentage. U.S. startups with women-only founders receive just about 2% of the capital. Are they 2% of the founders? Of course, the journalist <clears throat> did not watch the pitch book. The percentages stayed roughly the same for more of a decade. They're overlooking women, and when they do, they rob society of all the innovation. That comes from all the thought leadership and all that potential, Jerjaja said. Jer like Jerjaja's st startup, Ecomap was committed to a 50-50 goal of employing staff that is half women and half people of color. So no white males. Again, that that is racism and sexism. I just bigotry in general. That's okay, though. Do you think I like this person? This person is my enemy. This person doesn't like me. I haven't done anything to this person. <clears throat> Conwell said that the last time he saw LaPere, he told her to make sure she was taking care of herself and making time for fun outside of work. Yeah, because cocktail parties and, and nonprofit fundraisers are. Uh. She responded, her response showed her selflessness. Oh, she said, I am working on, on those things. Mac, thank you. But once I become a millionaire, I'll be able to help a lot more people and do a lot more things. Uh, but uh, as a result, many founders, Baltimore tech community focused on tech parks that would make society more equal, Conwell said, or Equitech for for short, Ec equitable tech, equity, equitable tech, huh? huh? See that? Is there one company in Baltimore with your tech community there that actually makes a profit 
Or is it just a bunch of vaginas pissing away venture capitalist money? We don't want to be the next Silicon Valley. We want to be the first Equitech city, he said, Wednesday night, hundreds of people gathering in the Chelsea store, George Washington, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is from the dad. She knew what she wanted to accomplish, and there was nothing in the world that would get in the way of her accomplishing that, her father, Frank LaPere, said. She was the definition of daddy's little girl. I'm sure she was. She had me wrapped up and still does, he said, his voice cracking. She turned from daddy's little girl into being a girl boss. I, You can read this. You can read this more if you like. Uh, I will not say who. You'll never guess. Uh, you will not know who, but somebody had already talked about this video, who I listen to his podcast regularly. A little heavy on the foul language, which is not, not well, I am critiquing, but he's not going to, it's his choice. <clears throat> um, he then went on to quote an article from Russia Today or RT, which, yes, I know it's biased, but what the hell was ABC News with Mr. Ingram and his and his sore vagina talking about? I, I don't trust any of the news, but in the article then goes on, oh, they found out who the guy was. Shock, guy had, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, they went back into things she said and all this, and she's a rank leftist, Black Lives Matter supporter and all this other stuff. So then they find out, the, the who arrested this Billingsley guy again, in, in fairness, the, he hasn't had his day in court, so he might be found innocent, but so far they have charged him. He has a criminal record, all this other stuff. He happens to be a black guy. That is, it, it makes it ultra rich with her being a BLM supporter and all that, but I'm, I'm saying it's more criminal here because you voted for it. And uh, I, I would like to point out to leftists, I don't know how many of you got to die at the hands of your own creations. But I I honestly think, and this is why I mentioned the Amy Beal incident, I honestly think that you love your politics more than yourself. And when I say you love your politics, you fear work more than you want life. <clears throat> and you will go so far as to avoid any sort of real work to either get a real life philosophy, produce something of real value, actually help out people who are in disadvantaged communities by being empirical and realistic about it. And that, that whole article, the fake, she's not making money. She's fake. Her attitude is fake. She didn't want to work. I, I mean, I can see it. <clears throat> That inevitably, that avoiding work, avoiding reality, and then making a career out of it, especially if you're a politician or you're going to be an activist like the other guy was, you bring about a culture, a community, and sometimes people who have no fathers, who are raised by the state, who have no discipline, who've had just given free things. And in, in this particular case, you see envy, hatred, and rage with this trait-based politics stuff, that some of you are going to bite it. Some of you will be killed by your own creations. Or certainly living in, in, in lower standards of living. Now, the ultimate is you're going to die of starvation because you knew better. And those evil pharma, far, uh, farmers, uh, we needed to cut, steal their... Oh, that Stalin guy, he knows what he's doing. <clears throat> that starvation, the lack of food. But in the meantime... 
some of you might bite it from some of your supporters of some of these people that you've created. People who don't know about work. People who don't know about self-supportation. People who all you've taught is hatred, greed, envy, jealousy, and pity. <clears throat> and whether it was the Carson guy or this latest gal, I, you know, a lot of people are applauding. I'm not necessarily applauding. I think it's funny. I think it's just desserts. I think it's poetic justice. But I'm wondering, do you see this? Do you see how you're not helping anyone? And now you're starting to pay the price. Even, even the people in San Francisco, you're the ones who have the street shitters. You're the ones that are inconvenient. There's a whole article about how it adds 10 minutes to my day to go shopping because I got to get all this stuff unlocked from behind the shelves. Ah. You voted for it. Don't tell me you're a Republican. Don't tell me you went crazy and voted Libertarian. Or even the conservative Democrat who might be pro-cop. Don't tell you. You brought this upon yourself. <clears throat> and I find it really interesting. Here's, here's what you're going to find out. They will not admit they're wrong because the politics mean more to them than life itself. The, whoever, the articles being written, the, the people who are going to celebrate our life. There, there was no life. There's no life. She wasted it. But she employed all those people. No, if you took that $7.4 and you invested it elsewhere, the, those other people would have been employed. There just would have been a product and there would have been more employment because the money wouldn't have been wasted. And you were like, oh, look, we, we can employ more people and there's some profit at the end. We make a good product that people want. <clears throat> there was there was nothing lost. There really wasn't nothing for community. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, a, a person, a daughter, a friend was lost. Yes, I get that. But in, in terms of contributions to society, nothing was lost in either case. And I'm just wondering, are you guys going to say, hey, our own people are starting to kill us? <laughs> Our ideology is creating people who are pooping in our streets or stealing our stuff or driving up the costs of everything. We're, it's not working. I, and I almost guarantee it. There's another, there are two instances of this I, I remember <clears throat> where vegan couples had kids and the kids died of uh, because the, the vegan couple wouldn't give the kid protein, little baby infant. I Going forward, and here's what I'm saying. Going forward, mark my words, you are going to see it will be a death cult. I think Chris Beckloff said it best. Socialism ends with um, one socialist on top of a pile of skulls, you know, in a loincloth saying, I won. That's what it is. They will not. They will not admit they're wrong because their fear of getting a real job of what that means, the world they have to face if they had to get a real, and not just go to like parties and fundraisers and drink champagne. Oh my goodness. She was such a bubbly personality. Could she code? Did she sit and think maybe I want to like make a product that people want or did she, was she literally just a, um, and not even white collar, a bougie caviar panhandler. Well, it wasn't enough that she had like an HR job made up for her, like uh, an academic. But no, she had to be president and CEO and be like uh, the Theranos chick like that, where like you guys literally gave this person seven point four million dollars. And because it wasn't good enough, she just whatever donated time 
She had to be present. She had to be girl boss. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I are you going to admit? I here's what I want to know. Here's what I want. Are you going to any lefty? I, I would love it. No cursing. No, just I want to know. Are you going to admit that there's a partial responsibility that some of this was self-inflicted or no? Is it still the Republicans in the Senate or white men or whatever, whatever the boogeyman? Are you going to admit that voting left all this time had a little bit to do with these people's own demise? That these these Frankenstein creations, just like the Frankenstein monster in the in the in the book, ended up turning on Doctor Frankenstein himself. Are you no? Yes. And if if you are going to admit that, which by the way it's true, is no other. Duh. Okay, are you going to change tactics? Are you going to change because you're not helping any of these people you're trying to help? You're not not one cause after throwing thirty trillion after six decades after have you improved? I mean, I'm empirical. Like, do you, you, whatever you're doing ain't working, and now it's starting to harm some of you. Are you going to admit what you're trying to do is wrong? Not not the goal, but your 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 method is not working and is detrimental. So I want to know. <clears throat> and I'm being very very reserved because she doesn't like white men. Obviously, she is discriminating against me. Apparently, I got all the power. Like, oh, he he's got it. Look at that, a white dick. I must have all the power. I wasn't brought up poor. <clears throat> so there you go. So link below. If you guys now, I know no leftist gonna listen to it, but if you want to understand leftist, you want to learn how to capitalize. Okay, two things. Sanity is the future of wealth. It's a short essay. I have it linked below. Guys, you don't need the money. You just need to be sane. And once you're sane, you're not going to be these idiots more. She was a great person. Orwellian speak, Orwellian speak, Orwellian speak. She was bubbly. <laughs> Maybe she was. <laughs> a member of the community. The thief and all around irrelevant person, I'd say. I um, and then also link below is enjoy the decline, except in living with the death of the United States, because that's where you are. You can't go to Baltimore. It's not safe. It's not safe. <clears throat> Sock talk, five bucks. Are we ever going to get enjoy the decline to maximum overdraft? No, no, I don't do sequels or updates. I, I, I just don't have the time. I try to do new stuff. Um, new book, by the way, World Without Men. Another thing. But you don't need, you didn't need, no. Wonder if the cop that arrested that guy was a guy or not. Anyway. Uh, world without men that's coming out here pretty soon. Give me another month or so. Hand clogs five bucks. Women think their youth ends at 40 and from 40 60 is being middle aged. Just Google it. Happy Cappy, so happy. Glory to our robot dog overlords. Uh, is it? Do they think 60 is middle aged? I, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care what women think. They can, they can think what they want. And I have tried to reason with them. I've tried reasoning with men. Try reasoning with men in the middle of a housing bubble saying, yeah, your loan portfolio is going to tank if you don't start taking measures. No one, no one, especially women though, I'll grant you that. No one listens to what they need to hear. They only listen to what they want to hear. And uh, 
you you yeah you're right girl 60 is the new 25 and you could get pregnant at 70 so you keep postponing uh, you're you're gonna win that lottery and by god that prince is just around the corner elias lewis 10 bucks cappy i've been watching for years and i've been creeping up until now no longer you've saved my life and i appreciate the hell out of you starting a business a painting company focusing on me good for you elias well well elias don't you want to save lives change the world to bring about equality but first you're going around i elias you're doing it all wrong painting people need painting why are you delivering a product that people need you should force what you want to do on society and don't worry if no one pays for it just go get funding claim claim to be a girl a girl boss girl boss Get funding, ha have Forbes, right? Like, there should be no top 40, under 40, 30, under 30 if your company ain't making money. You're, you're a loser. You are literally losing money. Elias, you don't understand how the bigwigs do it over on the East Coast. Well, you see, you gotta you gotta raise funds and then you capture a market. So you don't understand. You're just, uh, okay. Meanwhile, the painters got a higher net worth than most of the investment bankers over in New York. Uh, factious Lou or T Lou, two bucks. Beat any dogs? <laughs> no, I miss that dog though down in uh, Vegas. I get to see her here in a couple more months. Ivy the dog, so I give her lots of treats and snacks. I'm going for lots of walks and hikes. All right, that's it. I'll see you guys later, Toodles. The term military analyst is not a legally protected term. It's, it's not like doctor. It's more like economist. You know, any asshole can start calling themselves one and fart out a vaguely plausible opinion on the current situation. So I will uh, make my, my, if you didn't know already, which you probably should, because for those of you brought up in the United States, I don't know about the United Kingdom, but we here in the States, uh, fully fluent in English, if English was your native language, uh, the schools didn't care K through college, college. They didn't care. They made you take English all the time. And I've always said, this is, this is the dumbest thing ever. We're, we're two of the most fluent countries in English. You don't need to teach us English anymore. And all it was, all it was in my day, this is before the worthless degrees was to keep a bunch of spinster school moms occupied. That's what they were. We didn't have hot teachers in my day. We had the fat. Remember Mrs. Wormwood from Calvin and Hobbes? That was all of our English teachers. And I, when I was a kid, I could ace all my English, or all my math and science because it was logical and intelligent. English teachers, they didn't give a damn. If they didn't like you. They just flunk you. And it was all about rule following. Oh, you you mean a dangling participle? Oh, you forgot the projective with the ba do 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 and an adverb versus an adjective. And in the end, in the end, we all ended up being completely fluent and, and uh, top rated adept, perfect command of the English language. It just was a jobs program for women society didn't want. That's what it was. You can't convince me otherwise. And, and miserable women, too. Am I now there was occasionally a male, and it was this again. I'm old, and this is back in the day. Now it's just, I think I want to be a whiter. I think I want to be a widow major. <clears throat> and man, you want to talk about telling everyone you're lazy without telling one you're everyone you're lazy. I'm gonna become, I'm gonna major in English and teach English. 
in an English-speaking country. I told that to my seventh grade teacher. It wasn't I just came up with this recently. This is old school. This is old, Cappy. Like, I couldn't care less. It was the seventh grade. I'm like, let me guess, more English. Can I go to that? I don't know. Can you? Oh, I swear you're going to be alone and miserable and sitting in your own shit and your adult diaper in the nursing home, lady, because ain't no one visiting you. I don't know. Can you get up from the bed? Can you wipe your own ass? No, I I ain't. I ain't going to help you, lady. <clears throat> and uh, so I, I have no, oh, and then the, the occasional, very occasional okay teacher we got, they were, they were rare, but what I love the most about English teaching, I didn't know this at the time, every English major is desperate to be an author. They are so desperate well, whether that's a journalist or writing actual books they're so desperate to be authors but there's a reason english majors can't be authors and the reason mutually exclusive oil and water cannot occupy same space at same time <clears throat> the reason why is because if you're too lazy to work hard in life that you choose a degree like english you lack the work ethic to bang out a book and that, there's the facts. And there you have it. It's true. I'm not. Guys, I wish I was being edgy. I wish I was just like, oh, let's let's punch the boomer punching bag a little bit more. Let's kick them while they're done. No, I had to sit in there as a young kid, listen to these old hags, nitpick bullshit. That had nothing to do with my ability to converse, write, or read English. It and then it goes on into college, freshman competition, sophomore composition, junior composition, ooh, professional writing. How many of these worthless people we got to keep employed? And even if you English teachers wanted to, even if you wanted to go beyond the circle of why bother, look that up. That require you be cultured. <clears throat> and go and actually write, do some outside of teaching. You can't because you, one, you ain't got the work ethic. And two, listen up very closely. You're stupid. You're dumb. Oh, that's a bold claim. Do you want to start looking up degrees, uh, IQ by major? Let's look up IQ by major. Now, they're all going to be over 100, okay? I just, just want to point this out. Uh, College majors by IQ. The lowest, I believe, is early childhood education. <clears throat> the English majors are going to be economics, engineering, administration, social work is all oh, early. I'm sorry, social work is 103. Where's English majors? They don't even have them here. <laughs> They're not even on the chart. May you or can you enjoy the nursing home lady? Oh, oh, I don't think English majors are here. Hang on, hang on. College majors by IQ English. Come on. Average is 107. No, I'm not paying for it. Okay, anyway, go look it up. You can find it yourself. 
English majors are stupid. English teachers are stupid. They're lazy. You got those two strikes against you. You ain't going to be penning no great books. You aren't going to be doing anything in your life. That's why you're an English teacher. Right? So when I got this email, now I don't know if this is a troll or not. It's written too well to be an English major. It's very clever. Aaron, my name is Alex. I won't mention his last name. I borrowed your book, The Book of Numbers, Analyzing the ROI and the Pursuit of Women. And while I most certainly liked it a lot, I did notice a lot of grammatical errors and overall somewhat poor formatting. Don't give a shit. Oh, you think that book's bad? Go read my other books. Go read my compendiums where I just copied and pasted my blog. I mean, I touched it up a little bit where it says right up front, it says I the 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 typos and grammar errors are all intended to maintain the original intention and works of the author because I can play the dick jerk game too. <clears throat> uh, now, I'm hardly a genius with the usage of the English language myself, but you're going to tell me, huh? And I'm sorry to say this as I don't mean to offend you, but you're in English. You're going to offend anyway, but don't worry. You won't offend me because I don't care what your opinion is. But I thought I'd be honest with you and completely upfront with what I consider to be weakness with your otherwise fine book. Don't care. Don't care. You, okay, let me, <clears throat> you do know this is like complaining because someone painted the Saturn V rocket white. Okay. If you remember the Saturn V rockets, what got us to the moon? Debbie, like, oh, I don't like the white paint that they used. I just, it should be blue. Like, and meanwhile, the Saturn V rocket is going up. And you really miss the idea of books, don't you? You really do, huh? I like to buy your book and put it on my shelf, but considering that what I noted to be several misspellings and overall subpar grammar in your book, I was wondering if you've corrected grammatical errors and formatted the physical copy of the book that you sell as of yet. I will buy it if you have. If you haven't, I'm sorry to say I have to decline. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm going to make more book sales. What was the name of the book? The Book of Numbers, Analyzing the ROI and the Pursuit of Women. Somebody go buy that now. To Two people go buy it now, so we compensate for this dick. All right. And then here's one that you could read, buddy. Curse of the high IQ, which you don't have, but you can imagine what people like me have to suffer. People like you do all the time. It, it is because intelligent people are a minority, statistically speaking. And we get to deal like people like you, English majors, English teachers, people who walk slow in Walmart, boomers who just decide to stop in the doorways of every big building you got to get into. They just stop right on or outside now, Gertrude. Ah. <clears throat> here's another very important thing why in addition to lazy and not being smart English majors English teachers are never going to you can see it right now in Hollywood why why you'll never become successful authors and I'm not like this big amazing successful author I'm self-published by the way flunked out of seventh grade English shows you something but actually, that does show you something. I didn't do well in English. I don't. I still can't dissect. I don't know what an adverb versus an adjective is. I don't know what the participle or the subjective. Or I don't know even any of the words. And the third reason why you'll never be successful as an author is because books aren't about grammar, you dipshits. They're about ideas could be fictional ideas like a very good story like if you'd like to watch a, a good piece of literature although it's in video form go watch the wonderful 
life of Henry Sugar. The English teacher didn't write that. Somebody not an English teacher did. Right. <clears throat> or uh, books like conceptual nonfiction. I'm sorry, that was that was fiction. Nonfiction. Go read any of my books. The, the the premises are very very good. It's an idea, and then I go and research. That's why I predominantly do as an economist is pull the data and give you a report. It's basically, it. I could have prevented the housing bubble. I could have prevented the education bubble. I could have if if people read my ideas when I was putting them out there, we would have saved literally trillions of dollars. U.S. economy probably be saved. We would actually get poor people out of poverty. But see, it's it's a moving target. Never mind. I'm not gonna. <clears throat> you won't understand that. But you're all caught up in the fact that the Saturn V rocket is painted white and not fuchsia like you'd like it. I I, I don't care if my book's on your. I really don't. My book doesn't deserve to be on it because it would be abuse to my book. You're too stupid a person. You're too petty. Your 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 mind is literally too small to understand why are you even reading books. Why do you read books? Why, if that's what you're hung up about, like grammar and error. By the way, everybody, you don't know if you knew this. Like your first edition, there's rarely a book out there. This is inside baseball that I had to learn publishing. Um, there's always an error. There's like no book that's published without an error. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. I mean, obviously they go through it and a lot of editors and, they'll go, and nowadays we've got computers, but those aren't, aren't all that good. Um, but no matter what, you go back, you will find errors in, in books put out by Simon & Schuster or Penguin or all these other has-been companies that are now bankrupt because they couldn't catch up with the internet. <laughs> English majors. <clears throat> snooty ones with rich parents. That's the New York publishing houses over there. If you're lucky, you got rich parents. You can go work at the publishing. Oh, you can't anymore because they're going bankrupt. Oh, that's too bad. My new book is called The English Major Who Had to Get a Real Job. It's coming out. It's a work of fiction, but it's based in reality. It was it was inspired by true events. <clears throat> and I think I speak for everyone else who had to suffer all you types correcting our language, you know, uh, especially the, uh, like we had to be literally, we had to be slaves an hour a day for 13 years minimum so that you worthless, truly worthless. I can understand reading, writing, you know, yeah, fourth and fifth grade. Okay. You ready? Here's, here, I'm not back in the day. I this is before the internet. Now all, all teachers can be replaced by YouTube because it's, it's out there. You don't need teachers. You just become an autodidact and you teach yourself. But back then I realized, you know, I don't know, third, fourth grade. I'm like, well, all I need is a dictionary to know what the words are. And all I need is a thesaurus to, to know how the words relate, you know, like what, what other words are synonyms or antonyms. And I can replace this. 58 year old spinster whose eggs are all dried up but i didn't know about menopause back in the third or fourth grade because we had yet to get the sex education <clears throat> anyway uh yeah it i didn't think people like if it's a troll or real i don't know but for people you make no not now 
you give me a great opportunity to convey a message from everybody who got stuck in that prison to all the English teachers out there. You're worthless. Most of us hate you. You wasted our time. You didn't teach us anything. We learned it intuitively. Like if you're a foreigner coming in and, you know, okay, I got to learn the, the rules and, and the, what a verb and an adverb is and all that. <clears throat> but for those of us born and raised in America, English as a first language, I mean, dude, I want my time back. Let's do the numbers on that. Was it 180 um, times? And I'm going to go. Yeah, I'll admit you needed you needed English teachers up to about the third grade. So that's kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third. So you take that away. For, well, that's just four years. You're going to have to take it in college. So we're back to 13. 180 days a week or days a year times. What is that? 180 days. That's 180 hours because, right, times 13. That's 2,340 hours. That's more than a year of full-time work. We had to sit there and tolerate your dumbass bullshit that was worthless so you could, I don't know, what? The widow fund was funded? What? Why, why were you there? And, oh, I knew a couple teachers that wanted to be writers, and I looked them up. Not a single one became anything. Not a single one. And right there, right there, I'm better than you. Shit, your average blogger is better than you. We're more successful than you because it's not like we're bragging. It's because you're so bad. You're so incompetent. You're so, you, you just, you ain't got it. And so please, <laughs> please shut up. Just shut up about grammars. And now I do. Now, when I, when I publish a book, I do say, in the description or in the book, please send uh, typos and all that to me, like major ones and, and, and stuff like that. But then there's like, I get rid of that and put out the second. You don't really see it because I don't. I don't oh, by the way, I changed this one sentence in the book. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to be doing that going forward because I get the nitpickers. All on. I literally had. I literally had. He came out of the 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 Asperger's facility he wrote like a three page thing and all the grammatical, like in terms of, well, your past part doesn't match. You said they, and now you said him, like no one talks like that. So now I don't even think I'm going to include it anymore. And you know what? I think it's just going to be easier. All grammar and mistakes were intended to be written the way they were to maintain. I think I'm just got that standard. And then I don't know. There, there, you're, you're. Oh my God! Look at this idiot over here. It's like, yeah, I'm the idiot. Yeah. Uh -huh. <clears throat> All right. If you don't believe me, go look through the comments. I guarantee you, the comments are going to be. Now, of course, it's my audience. There's a selection bias, but no one likes you. We wish you go away. You don't. And and I don't care what you think or what the teachers think or what the schools think or what the parents think. You're not needed beyond the third grade. If you, have you seen kids' writing ability? I'm like, yeah. I wonder who's been teaching them. Oh, English teachers. <clears throat> Wiz Division Productions, two bucks. I don't remember asking you a content. <laughs> I don't 
remember asking you one goddamn thing. Say what again? It's different 32 five bucks. I've never heard of good female authors that started off as an English literature or foreign language teachers. No, I mean, in general, teachers just don't really, they, they teach, they can't do, generally speaking. I'm sure somewhere there's a teacher like, uh, what was his name? He, he was a security guard and he wrote, I forget his name. Wiz Division Productions, five bucks. My English teacher used to tell me I was a great student and that I would make a great English teacher someday. <laughs> Completing the circle of why bother. I always took that as an insult, as you should. Like, we should just start cutting. Could you imagine if we cut out all the courses where the only job you get, all the degrees and all the courses, where the only job you get is to teach it over again? Like, so there'd be no sociology. There'd be no history. Which would be bad, I admit that, but you would you would have historians, you would have private, you, you could have like a little bit, you'd have your museums, your what, philosophy. You don't need, Stefan Molyneux, probably the foremost philosopher of our time, you may not disagree with that. <clears throat> he, well, even Jordan Peterson, another Canadian, not philosophy major, those two were blown out. You hear you idiots. Oh, did you hear Noam Chomsky say that? Oh, yeah. What an intellectual titan he is. Free shit for everybody. I'm popular. It's also like 85 and about to die. Sam Whiskey, four bucks. English teachers became teachers to get the summers off. Well, that's all. It's not a real job. That's number one why they sign up for it. And number two, it's because you get summers off. Guarantee two is real close. Are there teachers that actually give a damn about their students? Yes. And they are less than 5%. Tom, challenge me. Prove me wrong. Go back and count all your teachers like actually taught you something and weren't miserable, depressed pieces of shit. Tom has five bucks. I despise English classes after the fifth grade, especially in high school and college. Absolute waste of time and money. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Can you check yourself out of the uh, dementia inpatient asylum? Can you? Can you? When you write a book without any grammar errors, that we'll we'll let you out of the we'll let you out of the uh, crazy bin, Grandma. Oh wait, you didn't have any kids because you were an English teacher. How are those eggs? Are they still frozen? It's going to be great to see what this world looks like in like twenty fifty. All right, link below is one book. It's called Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. I'm going to implore those of you who are in English-speaking countries not to choose English as a major. You could choose it as a minor if you're completely bored. But uh, I'm going to have a feeling that if you're like, I'm going to become an English teacher, I'm not going to convince you to do anything rigorous or productive or worthwhile or contributing to society because you're lazy and you're going to choose English or whatever liberal arts or the humanities or social sciences you, you're going to choose. We will see you guys later. Toodles. The term military analyst is not a legally protected term. It's, it's not like doctor. It's more like economist. You know, any asshole can start calling themselves one and fart out a vaguely plausible opinion on the current situation. Here's my plausible theory opinion on the current situation.
That was laser pick, by the way. I was too when I listened to that, I'm like, I'm jotting the time and, and marking down. I gotta use that. Lifted and stole it holy. Laser pick. If you want me to take it down, let me know. <clears throat> or maybe I'll pay you uh royalties. I just laughed my ass off when I heard that. So I was talking to a buddy of mine from the dark days. This was, this was the no joke dark days. This would be like my buddy in the foxhole in the dark days. And uh, we go through troubles. Just if you're wondering what kind of troubles you get to look forward to, this guy is a legit millionaire, and he's made it. And but it was absolute hell for him to get there. And it, he he touched on what I thought was a theoretical topic. You know, like a I called it low level background PTSD because P- first PTSD is completely abused. You make it. My dad didn't give me a brand new car. I have PTSD from living in Winnetka. Oh my God, it was so hard. I need the drugs. And whereas when I think of PTSD, it's like, no, that's like my buddy who did get hit by an IED and had to be put back together. That's PTSD. I get that. But you go through a bad we could certainly say traumatic event but it's not like piercing and short-lived it's long like poverty or hunger or a dysfunctional family and both him and i among some other guys i talked to it's like you can't have fun anymore a lot of that is because you get older and the things that you used to find fun when you were four are no longer fun now but you can't set it down you can't turn it off He's a an investor, real estate investor, but uh, because tradesmen are are busy having sex with their sisters in the United States, he has to do all the trade work himself. And then when he gets this little bit of respite, okay, he'll go and fish and relax. But then it's like that itch, like I gotta get back. You get antsy, <clears throat> and I've been working on that. Where you. You can't, I can't have fun. I mean, I, I do have fun. Don't get me wrong. I go out and I do have fun. But then it's like, okay, all right. We got to go back to working now. You know, the shoe's about to drop if we don't start kicking up some GDP here. And uh, we, I was just having a conversation with him today. And he reminded me of this thought I had where you forget a lot. He says, do you remember when you did this? I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about that. <clears throat> And now that I'm older and wiser, I won't lie, man. I have anger. I, I mean, I go to anger management. I was angry before, but I look at what everyone told me in the past and how society valued certain things and what we were told to do. I'm angry. Oh, do I want blood? I want heads on pikes or spikes, pikes, spikes, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Because the amount of pain, hell, agony I had to go through for for many reasons, but the simplest one being that I was given the wrong information, it's sad and tragic because it didn't have to be that way. It really didn't have to be that way. But now that I'm older, you know, okay, so that was me. Right. I'm older now. I see all as a, as a wise, mature adult who is self-supporting. I look at the the, tri- the I was probably told two lies for every truth. The tremendous amount of bullshit that society told us when we were younger. Two to one. Then I look at the millennials who criticizable as they might be. 
I don't think they were told the truth on anything, not once. And if there was one little kernel of truth, they were told 10 lies on top of it. And we see what ended up happening there. And now, because you all believe that Barack, <laughs> Barack the magic dragon lives by the sea. Anyone know that song? Now that you all, a generation ago, you all believe that there's this thing called free money. And then the Trump people came along. Let's just print off more money because there's a disease. That'll solve the disease. Print off more money. Oh, we kept telling the same lies that the entire generations beforehand to the, the previous ones, the current ones we got. Now, I'm looking at the Zoomers and the Alphas coming up. And you're right. I mean, I, I'm not going to be doing, hey, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, as I've said many times before. I've changed my opinion. Like, yeah, don't don't rent if you don't have to. Be real good to your mom and dad and stay there as long as you can. And you bank up that money and you save it. And pretty much all the advice that was given back in the olden days is now horrifically outdated, even damaging. Dave Ramsey and his precious little, let's get married, boys. <clears throat> ben Shapiro and... Walsh and the other guy, hey, you know, I know it's 2023, but let's imagine it's 1923. I want you guys to get married anyway. It's for, for America. And whereas the millennials certainly had it hard, and, and I speak of them in the past tense because they're in their 30s and younger 40s now. And and sorry, riddling kids, there's younger generations that need that. And, and not to mention, you never turn, you never course corrected. Millennials just double down. We know what we're doing. Like, okay, have fun being 40. <clears throat> you think the boomers are poor? Wait till you get to be the age. You'll have nothing in your 401k. I look at the, the Zoomers, which are now the ones who are currently being thrown upon the Omaha shores of, of the real, battle of reality. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible. I even did a video a little bit back in this kind of like, I guess maybe I'll follow up, but <clears throat> a little more philosophically deep where you can't afford to live in America anymore. If, if you're average or below average, like the normal person can't afford to live in America. That, now you don't have a choice, by the way. You're like, see, I told you so. We're like, okay, good. Now that we both agree on that, has your problem been solved? No, it hasn't. So we got to come up with different tactics. And that one's more financially inclined where I talk about, well, look, you live at home, um, please, for the love of God. Or as Valiant Renegade says, please, uh, please do not major in dumb shit. Please spend less than you make. Please do not get people pregnant. You can when you can't afford a kid. Please do not buy a car you can't afford. So there's that stuff. Um, and that's those are the tact. You have to change your tactics because you're still here sitting there and crying and complaining just to makes you a 41 year old asking for a student loan bailout who belongs to that generation of 41 year olds. I won't mention who it is. Who's just said, just going to say there's a generation between the, the zoomers and the Xers and that generation decided to sit there and cry for the past decade instead of get another job and make their lives. But I won't say who it is. I'm trying to say like, yeah, it sucks. It's not possible to live in America anymore as we have traditionally done. So now we need new tactics. But for everyone involved, let me let me address what I think will probably uh, help you in terms of the making heads and tails of this, all the confusion. Because I cannot imagine how confused and pissed. I think I'm pissed off and angry. 
I can't imagine what it's like to be a millennial. I can't imagine what it's like to be a Zoomer. You have no idea what's going Like, <clears throat> It can't possibly be this hard. I remember when I was a kid, like, why do I have to go to school for four more years on top of the 13 you already forced me to do? And I got to pay how much money? And this is probably $93. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, but I'm just a dumb kid. And these boomer adults really know what they're doing. They're smart. They got gray hair. And so when you're given, and we'll get into the causes of, but one of the main ones, if not the main one, is given the wrong information. And you believe it because, well, why would the adults lie to me? That's not possible. Why would they do that? Your life gets way harder than it should have been. Life should have never been this hard. Never. And... I'm not saying I could go back in a time machine and make it better for you. But I can explain it so the confusion goes away. And then maybe going forward in successive generations, probably starting with Generation Alpha, we we agree not to lie to these kids. That's what we've been doing on the internet. And I know, but Cappy, we're going up against the legacy media, the mainstream media, old school institutions like the public education system and college. How can we possibly beat them? You can't. They're going to go. Kids got to go through K through college nowadays. They're teaching those kids. Oh, my God. Men can have periods. And your pronouns are really important. Can you teach me how to fix a car? Do my taxes, you stupid seventh grade quanta. They're not going to help you. They're going to tell you the exact same lies they've been telling the past three, four generations of, of Americans. But we got the Internet, thank God. Now at least we can finally counter. The, the outright lies and misinformation that has made everybody's life before this hard. And your Zoomers, if you will lend me your ears for a second and pull Karl Marx and John Maynard Keynes dick out of your mouth, if you could, if you could just, just hear me, I'm not saying vote Republican, but if you could stop sucking the Democrat dick just, just a second, <clears throat> you might be able to like, oh, that's why my, my life should not be this hard. And here's why it's hard. And if I get rid of these things or counteract them, my life will get easier. The millennials, I don't know. You're half dead. Do you want to do you want to turn this ship around? Do you want to make the last half of your life not suck as much as the first? And for Generation Alpha, for you young kids out there, look at the adult idiots ahead of you. Look at these morons. Do you want to become like them? Well, the way you become like them is doing exactly what they did, which is exactly what you're going to be told by your parents, your teachers, your guidance counselors, your professors, the media, the television, and the Democrat Party. Sorry, I got to loop them in there because they're like down with you. Hey, rock the vote, kids. Remember that? In my day, the douchebag was called John Stewart. Before that, you millennials had Trevor Noah. I don't know who the who the douche canoe is up on the on the television now. Like, hey, Democrat speaking platform policy number one. Ha ha. Republicans sure are uh, dumb, aren't they? And it's not it is not as simple as, well, just, you know, the Republican part. That's not it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the the lies disproportionately because the Democrats are so involved in your life, starting from kindergarten all the way to college graduation. Don't tell me they're not. And I'm just saying like, that's not true. So I did take some notes. And so this is why life is harder than it should, should be. And the first one obviously was lies. That if, if there was one thing on this list, this is counts for like 60% of it because it's just simple misinformation. When you lie to someone, 
and they believe you and they think it's true, they then base their decisions off of erroneous information, the lie. It's just they base the decisions off of the erroneous information, the lie. Their decisions fail, does not result in the success and results they wanted. Sadly, especially if you invested money in it, it sets you back. It's not merely a waste of time, but it's a waste of money. And you can, and I'd, the perfect example would be college, how they just force college down your throats. And they don't say major in engineering or accounting or anything wise or intelligent. Nope. You can go major in African-American history. You could go major in women's studies. You can major in early childhood education. You can major in journalism. You're going to change the world. <clears throat> and there, four years of your youth, six if you're a real moron, and the corresponding tuition, and now you got a student loan bailout over a trillion dollars. You go ask the millennials how that college experience treated them. But I mean, the lies just seep, every, they lie to you about what's important in life. Ooh, it's being popular. It's being woke. It's having the right opinions. It's not working hard. I like that. They lie to you about why you fail. Oh, it's the white people. Oh, it's males. Oh, it's the patriarchy. Oh, it's the corporation. No, you're you're an idiot. Made a dumb choice. Stop hiding behind some trait you were born with. <clears throat> you're poor because you you had more kids than you could afford, or your mom did that, and that's why you're poor. But but it's not the go-to Republicans in the Senate. It's not them. How do I get the girls? It's kind of an important one for men. You know, don't know if you noticed that. That's where a lot of men are failing in life. Well, how do I get the girls? And the the lie they told, oh, just be yourself. That is the worst advice ever. Girls like a sensitive kind. Of, no, lies. How many guys wasted your, your youth? How many hours have you, years of your life did you waste doing that? <clears throat> girls, we can flip the script. How do you get guys? Be bold, obnoxious, confrontational, combative, fat. Strong, independent, lippy. How's that working for you? <laughs> Lies. And, it, and it's sad because you look to the older generation like, hey, I want to have success in these areas. How do I do it? You usually money, love, um, philosophy. I just think money and sex are the main one. Well, love for women, sex for guys. They are two separate things. And then you're like, oh, just be yourself. Don't improve. <clears throat> You're perfect just the way you are, sweetheart. Be, a, be an insufferable bitch. Go be a girl boss. Yeah, that'll get the guys. I guess the big, biggest lie is that nothing is ever your fault. I think that's the biggest lie. Because you're like, well, I'm perfect. Then there's no reason for me to change. Which means you're just going to keep on making the same mistakes over and over and never. And then your life is over. It's over. So there's that related. I did want to point this one out. I think, you know, you need a dream. What's why what are you here? You you're here to live your dream. Go pursue your dream. Your dreams are stupid. I've done a video on that. I think I've even wrote a chapter about that and how not to become a millennial. Cause dreams take a long time. You got to work towards them. And they tell you kids, they told us, follow your heart, follow your dreams. That's bullshit. Get a job. Make a lot of money and support yourself so you don't have to worry about starvation, cold, or paying rent. And when you get to that point, then maybe you can start thinking about your dreams. Hollywood and movie, television, a lot of 
someday I'm going to grow up and be a Veritech fighter. And that's an innocent dream every 10-year-old boy would have. He got 25-year-old idiots a month. I'm going to save the world and end childhood hunger with my sociology degree. No, you aren't, Tanner. I just don't have a master's degree. Then I'll save the children's. Oh, you need a doctorate. Oh, I need a doctorate. Then, then save the world, I be. I be world saver. And all you do is just go into debt, waste your youth, and by that time it's kind of over. Because if, if you go into debt and waste your youth pursuing impossible dreams, you, you, you got to come from way far behind. And you don't play catch up until you're in your 40s. And so that's another thing. Just let's end that. Let's end that lie right there. Follow your dreams. Um, stupid people mistakes. I've ran into this. Uh, this is nothing sexy or philosophical. It's just that the population of America is getting dumber and lazier. They don't finish to their job. They make more mistakes. And you have to understand how many thousands of layers of labor and the hundreds of millions of people employed, not just here, but overseas as well, go into getting even this computer to go on. We have very intricate and complex systems that everybody needs to do their job. And you run into this daily. Someone wired the traffic lights wrong and now there's a traffic jam and now you're you among a thousand other people are delayed an hour, which is a thousand hours, which is a lot of work. Lost GDP there. <clears throat> Someone doesn't have the right computer code for the computer. The computer fires up, shuts down, but it's not your personal computer. It's a computer that runs an assembly manufacturing thing and it messes up. 10,000 widgets that all have to be thrown away. It could be something as small and annoying as they didn't get your order right at Jimmy John's, but they never do. But this is, instead of like death by a single stroke, this is death by a million mistakes. And oh, it's just going to get worse. I have likened it to hiking uphill in mud. Uh, in a snowstorm, you just <clears throat> you're going uphill against flowing mud because there's so many stupid people making so many stupid mistakes. Usually results in you waiting in lines. The the we'll get to it later, but your manufacturing quality goes down. I've dealt with this building a house. A lot of you who are homeowners, you know it. Even if you do get the plumber, you don't know if that guy's high on meth or not. So it's just, you know, did they fix your car right? Yeah, that was another one. They left a piece of wood in my engine bay and it started catching fire. I'm like, why does it smell like a camp? These are all true stories. All true stories. And that just takes more and more of your time. And instead of you working towards improving something or making money or getting out of debt or maybe just having fun, you're constantly fixing. Oh, American Family Insurance is a perfect example. <clears throat> I'm still dicking around with them. Still like, wait. My house got hit by lightning. Everything got damaged. I have I have documentation from the electrician, the garage door guy. It's all, and then you send off the email and they never get they don't, Here's how bad it is. They don't get back to you and say, oh, we're rejecting your claim on these grounds. They just never get back to you like it's YouTube or Google. You're like, excuse me. You 
actually think I'm on. It makes living in a community, if your community is so stupid, it's just a bunch of fat people wandering around at Walmart. And the only thing we can buy is Chinese imports because the Chinese seem to be the only people that have their active that they can actually make a product. And even then it's dubious quality. <clears throat> your life is going to suck. Life should life. Imagine how hard life is with the stupid people and imagine how much easier if all the stupid people went away. Imagine your stupid coworkers went away. You always got that one person clogging up the works. I imagine if the mechanics fixed the thing the right time, the tradesman did the thing right the first time, you didn't have to constantly go back and hound people. And so I, I can't emphasize, and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. We're, we're, we're breeding nothing but stupid people in this country now. Not, not even out of genetics or, oh, my God, the immigrants are coming in. Like, no, no, no. <clears throat> You'd be more worried about parents not raising their kids right. I was listening to The Great Ones podcast. He works with this kid. This kid's 19, lives at home, has to commute, I guess, 40 miles every day, Ubers every day. Claims to be on ADHD and is on drugs or Ritalin or whatever. And doesn't have a driver's license. Got his permit. He got, I got my permit. Got my permit. Don't tell me that has anything to do with intelligence. I, he could have an IQ of 150. He's still effectively a stupid moron. Then you know people who are like 85, 90 IQ. Fine, they're stupid. But you know, they work hard and they follow a few couple principles like being on time and doing the job right. So I guess competency would probably be a better Competent. You're dealing with incompetent people. <clears throat> then there's honoring your word. This is unethical people. Uh, well, oh, American Family Insurance again, everybody. Hey, my house gets hit by, you know, an act of God. You're going to cover this, right? No, you won't. They're not honoring their word. Oh, fine. In somewhere in some fine detail blueprint. Well, you see, it got struck on a Tuesday. and We're, we're a non-Tuesday. Whatever it is. Divorce, there's one. Who here had their life a little bit more complicated because of divorce? Anyone have a little? Because someone didn't honor their word, right? All right, well. <clears throat> I remember, oh, I hope you HR ladies, I hope you, there's vats of boiling acid where you're going. The number of times I told I was either going to get a job offer or I uh, was coming back for a second interview and you never heard them. Never heard from them again. You had to follow up with them. Here's, I don't know why I didn't even think of this. Um, One in the chat, one in the chat, this has had to you. I don't know if this happened to a lot of guys here. Maybe girls too, you could participate in. One in the chat room, if anyone stood you up or flaked for a date, has that ever happened to anyone? I don't know. It must be a rare event. I'm going to expect zero if you haven't. Zero if you've never been stood up, one if you have. There must be nothing but zeros in there because women never say they're going to go on a date with you and then flake at the last minute now, do they? That alone was so exhausting. You finally work. You know, you're this young guy. You save up the money. You build up the courage. You come up with something clever. You talk to the girl, whatever, in the class on the bus, whatever. She says, yes, you get a number. Okay, I know this is old. <clears throat> Nowadays, you you're on Insto chat. Like, you want to come over and fuck? Oh, she didn't come over and fuck. She flaked at the last minute. Ah. Way to go, 
Casanova. Don't know how you did charm the pants off of her. <clears throat> but this is in the day. All right, then you get Friday off and you save, then you get the gas and, and then you set up a reservation or whatever. If it's a jazz club or whatever, you put all, you'd be lucky just again to Google, you'd be lucky if you got a response. Always like, hey, on my way, are we still on for tonight? The always, are we still on for tonight call? Now it'd be more of a text. And then you'd hear nothing. Maybe nowadays they text and say, I'm not feeling well. The number of crises that strike women 12 hours before a date. Oh my God. They're like, not even, you can't even handle them as an insurance risk. They're uninsurable. My mom went to the hospital. My friend broke up with her friend. My dog has his spleen farting out. I got, oh, I'd like to. Oh. <clears throat> oh, gee, I wonder why guys aren't asking out girls anymore. No one, and, and you cannot, now I, I know I'm doing that on social interaction, but if you don't honor your word, a society cannot function. Because that's, that's what a society is, is we're interacting and exchanging time. Sometimes money for products, sometimes products for money, sometimes just to hang out, sometimes social activity. It's, but it's all time. In the end, it's all time. And if no one's going to honor their word, like, oh, I don't know, we're not going to insure you. Or I'm not going to fix, you know, there's like this implied contract, like, okay, I brought my car in, you fix it, right? Oh, yeah, for, uh, we forgot to tighten down. The, we, we forgot to put oil in the engine. I heard that one time. Holy cow, that guy was pissed. Because <clears throat> if you ain't going to honor your word, then no one has any reason to get out there and interact. And for those of you out there who life has not been that hard, I, I almost guarantee, I guarantee those of you out there, one, you've been stood up. Everyone's been stood up, obviously. Because, you know, her grandmother got hit by a truck. Obviously, of course, that everyone is, everyone's grandmother gets hit by a truck five hours before a date. But I guarantee you, most of you probably were given a job offer or like, yeah, we're going to call you back. We want to come have a second interview. And you never heard from them again. <clears throat> and if you're not going to honor your word, why would anyone counter invest in you? And then there's like no re And then everyone becomes a hermit and lives off grid. You, you girls wonder why guys aren't asking you out. How many of your four sisters, how many of your female friends, how many times did you personally not honor your word and bail at the last minute? How, you wonder why people want to run HR people over with trucks, which they do. You're too arrogant and smug to think about them. We're the most perfect people in the world. You wonder why people hate HRs? Because you treat people like shit. You didn't honor your word. <clears throat> and I can totally understand the lying flat or the, the great resignation. Oh, you come into a job. The job title says, you know, you're, you're this. Th I remember I was an analyst one time. I went in. All I did was fax documents. Go fuck yourself. I hope you, I, I literally hope you die. I do a painful death. <clears throat> you can't tell people here's the job and then switch it at the last minute on them with the duties. You're lying. And now corporate America, after after 40 years of railing employees in the ass, we can't find people. It's so sad. People don't show up anymore. <laughs> you have a track record of being sexist shit and dishonorable people not honoring your word. 
And no doubt for many of you, oh, that, oh, that pisses me off. Not only is that wasting your time and your money, but it pisses me off. So there you go, you know. Uh, all this obviously results in manufacturing quality, just as you're relying on hundreds of millions of people to do their job every day the right way all the time. You got to, there, there's trillions of working pieces of machinery in this economy that have to work. This, I'm more pointing my finger at China. I had a water fixture that went. Thank God I was here when it did, because otherwise my house would have been flooded. It was faulty, cheap Chinese products. Um, <clears throat> the My buddy who I was talking to, he, he was installing a new range oven uh, from Best Buy, I believe it was Best I'm mentioning companies' names, by the way. Go fuck yourselves. You're horrible people. You don't sell quality products. You don't offer quality services. I have no problem. I have no problem telling people enterprise rental car. Never going there again. I'm just trying to save you guys a lot of pain and agony. That's all. Save you some money. <clears throat> but he a brand new oven range broke in six months. Uh, car batteries. They used to last about five years. Now they last three. Any anything to save a buck, huh, gang? And instead of like getting a good long stretch of nothing breaking down and, and contributing and actually increasing standards of living and making some progress in life, you're always going back and fixing things. You're either fixing people's mistakes or actual physical products that have failed. And I know for a lot of you, um, for those of you like you have a car and a computer and you rent, maybe you haven't ran into this as much. Maybe you have. I don't know. Like, you know whatever the stuff in your in your apartment doesn't work the toilet doesn't work and it takes your landlord forever to fix it so maybe maybe you've experienced there but the second you get into home ownership and especially if you do kind of like repairs and you got multiple vehicles you know and i obviously rely on the internet i have to have a i you guys have seen it you seen the internet go out here because some fuckwit hasn't done their job up along the the internet stream this camera is my old camera because the new Brio made by Logitech, Logitech, go fuck yourself, just is worse. The Brio 500, which is two generations ahead of this one, is worse than this one. <clears throat> Why? Why did I waste my time going, I think it was Best Buy, to buy the Brio? Why did I buy that? That was a waste of $120 and my time. Imagine if I just stuck with this. And and the and that's just one thing. Are things going to break down? Yes, but guys, I'm not kidding. For a good good two three years, it's just been fixing up shit, repairing things, getting things to work. That oh, that thing broke down. Of course, then the lightning strike. Which again, American Family Insurance has has. I still still think I'm owed two thousand bucks. After an hour and a half of customer, I'm sorry, not an hour and a half, a month and a half on customer service, <laughs> you might squeeze a couple pennies out of them. How much time was, how much time do we, this is why I call the mistake economy. How much time do we waste fixing people's mistakes or faulty equipment? I'm sure the IT industry knows this very, like how much of it is actually doing new stuff versus just fixing problems? I, I almost guarantee 70% of my work in the past three years has been going to fixing mistakes and just keeping things afloat. 
only 30% has been new actual work. And I'm finally able to work on a job or work on a book. <clears throat> That's new. Think about how much we limit ourselves as a society and how hard your life is because things, including people, services, companies, and equipment doesn't fucking work. I'm not saying everything was high quality in the 70s, but things worked way more. I remember the 80s and then customer service. You go get restaurant food. How's that? They're not even open half the time. And these are not, yes, they are individually petty small things. Oh, Cappy had to get a new camera. When you multiply it by everything, do you see how it starts? It's not, it's not one big failing blow. It's death by a million cuts, death by a million mosquito bites. Your engine grinds to a halt. If you take one grain of sand, you put it in your engine, it's not going to do anything. But if you keep doing that every hour over years, yeah, it will inevitably destroy your engine. And that's what we've been doing. <clears throat> Another huge one, and this, this one pisses me off, and you, you millennials should go and demand all your money back, not from the taxpayer, but from the colleges and professors that took it from you. But this idea of a right to work, I don't mean that in a, a right to work state, which means uh, you don't have to join the union. It's a it's a term for union labor. And it's a state by state case uh, or basis. That's not what I'm talking about here. It You should have a right to work. And what should determine whether you are qualified for the job is whether you can do the job. Now, whether you have a college degree, now, whether you have a certain CP or CPA, GPA, now you have all these certificates. Can you do the job or not? And this, I, 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 oh God, I hope you boomers, that God and the devil, the boomers are so bad on this. God and the devil actually agreed. They're up there right now. <clears throat> that was like, those are some pretty despicable people. And God's like, yeah, I didn't think anyone could be worse than you, but apparently so. And devil and God are together. Satan and God are working right now. Like we got to make super hell. Because hell isn't good, is, is too good for these people. And the devil's also like, I don't want them in my hell either. I, I mean, I got standards. And God's like, yeah, you're right. Let's team up together and come up with super hell. And so who's going to be in charge of it? And God and Satan both agreed, yeah, it'll just be HR Karens. They'll be in charge of it. And the reason all the boomers go to super hell and charge with the HR Karens and all that. Uh, is because you made it impossible for people to work. This bullshit requiring a college degree, 17 years of education for people to have an entry-level job. You had those kids from 5 to 18, 13 years in public schools, K through 12, and you couldn't teach them a damn thing. They still weren't skilled or equipped to get a job. And then you assholes require them to go into crippling levels of debt to go to get a college degree so that they have the honor of applying to this worthless quantaha bitch of an HR Karen so she can go ahead and see whether or not that person's qualified to work. You're, you're, you're vile, evil, despicable people, and there's no other way to describe it. <clears throat> and that right there, Making you go to school for 22, or I'm sorry, not 22 years, until you're 22. Make you go to school for 17 years to qualify for an entry-level job. Not kidding. First job out of college was filing and faxing. I'm like, I am a top graduate. Put myself through college. What is it? Oh, and I was an analyst, too. That was the, they called me in. 
analyst. <laughs> Hunt you all down. Hunt you up. I don't have to. You're all going to special hell. Special boomer hell. Now, with all that, it is amazing we even have an economy that grows at times. It's amazing. But when you look back at it, <clears throat> especially when you're a younger person, and all the old people, parents, teachers, guidance counselors, blah, 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 all those people, and they start telling you, well, you're just not doing it right. Well, you're, beer, beer, beer. Well, you're just your bootstraps. No, they're wrong. There was no way, no way, unless you actually had some parents that gave a shit about you and some teachers that had their head out of there. I say, you ain't majoring in this dumb crap. Your dreams are stupid. Get a job. Save your money. I swear to God, if you get somebody pregnant, you're not welcome back here. The the percent, like you, you, you know who you needed? Asian parents. That's who you needed. We all needed Asian parents. Oh my God, how come Asians do so well? It's just because it must be because they're Asian. There's something genetically. No. The parents stay together to make sure the kids major in the right thing. The parents actually support them a little bit, maybe. <clears throat> they make sure the kids got good grades. They taught them a work ethic. Technically, that's culturally maybe Asian, but it's not genetically Asian, if you know what I'm saying. Meanwhile, what would, what would, well, you want, let's do stereotype. You want to do stereotype? Let's do stereotype. White parents. Oh my God, we've been married for 15 minutes and we've had our, our kid. The kid is only a year old. Time to get divorced. Is it divorce time already? La, 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 la. Do whatever you want. Follow her, buddy. If I don't know. Drop you off at daycare. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Other families, we won't mention which group, though certainly not Monopoly. What do you mean, Dad? <laughs> what do you mean, Dad? <laughs> Who's that? Hey, you're my half-sister. All right. You're my stepbrother. Did someone get married? Oh, wait, oh, they already got divorced. Oh, good. Thank God we couldn't have stable nuclear families here. And the 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 arrogance of these people. You should get married. You just got to work a little bit harder. You know, keep sending out those resumes. Follow your heart. The money will follow. Oh, I want to be in charge of special hell, super hell. I want to be in charge of super hell. Come on down there. Archangel Cappy is here today. Let the punishment begin. And I think that is what really screwed a lot of people up is not only that you should have figured this out and somehow you should be ashamed. I am not a big guy on forgiveness. I'm like, get off your ass, go do it. All right. But with the misinformation you had and the how the, the misinformation and the lies and the incompetence of everyone surrounding you. And I guess another thing we could add there is, is the value system that we had is like, oh, your value system is what's the value system? Work hard, freedom, independence, old school America, white picket fence, nuclear family. No, no. It's vote Democrat and virtue signal and have the right politics and you go girlism and buy a bunch of shit you can't afford on debt. And if you don't do that, you're a loser. Meanwhile, if you can't save up any money because you couldn't find a job and you can't pay back your student loan, of course, usually it's because you're lazy, you won't get a second job, which they're available is where I, I do apply some responsibility. Oh, it's just, I love how they outsource. I don't know. 
just, you know, maybe you're fishing in the wrong hole. Worthless piss on your face boomer advice. Maybe you just, you just approach the wrong type of girl. How many of you got that one? You just attract the wrong type of girl. What? The hot ones? The ones I want to have sex with? What are you talking about? And then you're confused. You're like, I did everything I was told. That's a very common complaint among among the uh, millennials. I did everything I was told and it didn't pan out. I'm like, yeah, because you were given the wrong information, the wrong value system. Everything was wrong. And even to this day, they don't tell you it's wrong. They just double down. Men are patriarchal. Big is beautiful. 45 is the new 25. I mean, oh, my God. You want to look at life? Just go look at what they tell women today. You need a master's degree. If you got an MBA, man, MBA preferred. Nope. And then here you are. You're 30. You're exhausted. You don't even make it to 40. And you're exhausted and tired. Like, why am I sad? Why am I depressed? Why don't I have the girls? Why do I have debt? It's because life shouldn't have been that hard. You were given the wrong information. You made all the wrong choices. And I'll grant you, that was not your fault. But but one, it's not, not your fault. Two, it shouldn't have been this hard. Three, now it's your responsibility to get out of this because now you know. And four, I think we got a responsibility of the younger generation to say, look, this is all bullshit. This baby boomer bullshit that Gen X kept repeating to their kids and the millennials and our millennials do the hold my beer. Oh, yeah. All that boomer stuff you told us. We're going to say that to our kids and say, hey, you might you might want to cut off your boobies when you're 13, honey. Hey, you have a disease. You have you have you have ADHD, too, because I don't want to raise you just like my parents didn't want to raise me either. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, socialism all the way. Your your father and I have $60,000 in student loan debt because we believe they're socialist professors. But you should keep voting Democrat. Yep. And everything's not your fault. Mm hmm. Super boomers. Millennials die. They go to super hell. Why are we here? Because <laughs> you didn't change. You're course correct. You abused your children. You did the exact same thing the boomers did to you, but you did it to your kids. But some of them, you got them to cut their tits off because you thought it'd be poppy. You could break your kid had a disease or something like that. I don't know. It's pretty sick. That's, but can we, can we tell the younger generation, STEM, accounting, trades? All right. And I'm, I'm not here to convince people not to vote Democrat. That's not one. But, but can we, can we just like, you don't have to work for a living and nothing is your fault. How has that helped? How has that helped all the various aggrieved communities? How's that helped you girls, ladies? You're constantly a victim. How's that working out for you? Are you happy? And then, and, and so now, at minimum, at minimum, you should no longer be confused. You should be angry and pissed off as hell, but you should no longer be confused. You should know going forward for whatever remainder amount of your life is left over, like how to do it right. And then you should, God almighty, if you have the slightest bit of humanity to you, do not pass on these lies and the wrong information and this anti-wisdom, this destructive wisdom to children. And there you go. That, that's all I want to do it. So now link below are some things to help. Because I look back, like basically all the materials I put together is don't do it the way I did. Here's to make it easier. So link below is a link to all my courses. There are three of which are offered through Teachable, Achieving Financial Excellence. That's your very first step 
for financial planning. Take that first. Before you read a book, whether it's Dave Ramsey or him, please take that course. There's the dad you never had because damn well near 85% of you didn't have dads. I mean, you did, but they didn't give you no wisdom. And the probably, look, if your dad ever said, well, you major in whatever you want, sweetheart, you, you don't have a dad. Please take this course. The best 150 bucks you'll ever spend plus tax. And then there's achieving minimalism where if you think you got to have things and stuff to be popular and, and live life, you're going to be sorely mistaken and you're going to be poor. If you got a spending problem, take that one. But that one's very expensive. That one's open until I finish the book. Just want to, there's material for you. Also, there's Bachelor Pad Economics, the financial advice Bible for men. Women, you can read it too, but you want to read How Your Hooch is, is Perfectly Magical by Oprah. And everybody should bow down and worship it. So you could go read her book or mine, and I'll you guess which one's gonna make you rich by the you guess which one's gonna make you a rich 78-year-old person who's happy and maybe had a life, and which one's gonna make you a pissed off bitter baby boomer spinster that life didn't go your way. You figure out which book leads where. <clears throat> and then how not to become a millennial. Go through all the stuff the millennials did that they were lied to, and here's how it, here's what happens. For you younger people, I'm some a little bit more in detail than the mere 45 minutes I've been talking. Here we go through. All right, we got any super chats? We got nine super chats. Let's go through it. Ministry, Ministry of Otaku. Thank you for all the comments on Twitter, by the way. I do I do follow you. 10 bucks. As for your stay with your parents' advice due to the higher rent, what if you don't have loving parents and they see you as a retirement check punching bag? Well, it sucks to be you. Guys. <laughs> Cappy, what if I get hit by a uh, hit by a meteorite well you get hit by a meteorite it sucks man you're gonna have to work you just gonna have to live you have to do what i did man you have to work two jobs you're gonna live in a cold basement you're gonna use blankets to heat yourself up the pipes are gonna freeze it's gonna suck man it's gonna suck but you know what sucks worse avoiding that and being in that forever for the rest of your life <clears throat> some people in these cases have to leave. Yeah, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to come up with something, man. Find some friends, live in a live in a one-bedroom, like a bedroom, not a one-bedroom apartment. Rent a room, live in a truck, something. It's that bad. And I'm, I'm sorry for you, man, but yeah, not everyone can do that. Candy Graham from Mongo, five bucks. Hello from San Diego, non-ghetto, one-bedroom apartments are 2500 a month. Costco gas is five sixty a gallon. Nice weather. Ain't worth this BS leaving ASAP. Um, I, I get a kick out of all the, they're my age now. I talked to a hedge fund manager who's my age. He made all this money. I'm like, why do you live here? Like, why? Do you, it's the weather, man. It's the weather. And I'm like, hang 10, bro. The weather, bro. I'm like, I, I, I'm not that stupidity. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I hope they take it all. I hope they take it all. La Jolla. No, Del Mar. I think it was Del Mar. PI, five bucks. Can't afford your consulting right now, but can't wait till November 1st. Love your work. And I try to show my siblings what you advocate. Thanks, mate. Look, if you can't afford my consulting, most of the stuff I consult on, the general overall principle is somewhere in one of the books. Obviously, the problem is you have to go and find out what that is. You know, and you can look it up by chapter. And yeah, it's going to cost you five, 10, 20 bucks for the book, whatever it is, but you're going to have to read it. All right. So some people, they don't have the time. They're willing to toss me 35 bucks, 40 bucks. And admittedly, there's usually a specific problem 
specific to your situation that a general, the general advice in a book may not address. But, you know, <clears throat> go look it up. There's other content producers. Search it on the Internet. Somebody probably had this same situation. Somebody out there has addressed it. Uh, Candy Graham from Mongo, best advice I ever heard from you was rely on other humans as little as possible. Right. You have to be independent. Was that off the cuff or do you always keep that in mind? No, that, that was that was burned in my mind. I couldn't rely on my parents, not because they were bad parents or abused me or anything. They didn't. They just had no money. There was no, there's no support coming from them. So I was like, okay, that's out. Um, the, the community I was in, which was Minneapolis, Minnesota, they, they legitimately hate white males. They hate white males. They'll help every Somali. They'll help every immigrant. They'll help every woman. But if you are a white male, there is no help in that community. None. Not in terms of financial aid, not in terms of scholarships. Not, no. They, so there was no communal support there. And what I should have done was immediately moved and, and gotten in-state tuition elsewhere. But I didn't know because I was an 18-year-old idiot. Follow your heart. Money will follow. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, what is your candy gram? I'm kind of interested. Have you ever been able to rely on a human being? I'm not saying parasite off of them, but have you relied on people and they've come through for you in any kind of consistency? Hell, I got rid of one friend because he wouldn't drive me to the airport. I'm like, you know what? You're not going to drive me to the airport. Okay. All right. Never mind. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it myself. And a great, a great character is Zach from Castlevania. Go watch Zach. That's his entire character arc. He can't rely on anyone because no one's going to help him. If anything, they get in his way. Javier Berges, 200 Argentinian pesos. One of my Chinese mic preamps stopped working. The Japanese one I have from the 80s to work. I am, I am almost looking to just buy exclusively Japanese stuff. I'm, I'm done with this. Crap. To say a Bronx, five bucks. I hear you, Cappy. My grandparents' 40-year-old freezer still works. My new one died after two years. Yep. Bob, five bucks. I have the same issue on a mechanic each time. I'm going to her, going to her, my engine overheating. Been broke. It sucks. You might as well fix these things yourself. You, you might as well. These mechanics and tradesmen are pretty much becoming worthless. SJ, two Canadians, tiger parents. Are you... Dr. No, talk to me when, Dr. I mean, Dr. No from uh, from James Bond. Uh, did you know, man, two bucks. Super hell. Did you convert? Cappy, bless you. <laughs> P.I., two bucks. I read your books. This is specific. Okay, yeah, then and I'm, I'm, I'm not taking clients. I'm not. not. Not until this book is done. Not until the end of October. Maybe hire Ryan Stone or someone else. Tell him I sent you. And Mark Magana, a dollar, just says, hi, thanks, Mark. All right, that's it. Cappy's going to get food. Links to everything below. If you need one thing, if you need one thing to know why life shouldn't have been this hard, I recommend the Dad You Never Had course because it's got all the, the base reality advice that you ever need. But there's other stuff there, too. All right, I'll see you guys later. Toodles.